This and all of our podcasts are sponsored by Malicious Intent Apparel and Sports Memorabilia, where their loss is our laughter. Check them out at www.mal-int.com to purchase your next piece of comedic sports apparel or that signed rookie card you've always dreamed of owning for your man cave. Earn 15% off your next purchase when you use the promo code 15 on MI. That's 150MI. Let's go. And welcome back to an afternoon delight edition of the Giving the Points podcast. I am your degenerate co-host, Jeff Cox. And alongside, as always, is my fellow degenerate co-host, Jason Osho Dell. What up, man? Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon. I like the little afternoon delight there. I like it. I mean, that's got to be one of the my favorite parts of Anchorman when they start singing "Afternoon Delight." Not sure if you're big on oh, Anchorman. Oh yes, okay. huge Anchorman. One and two. One gotta and two. find my baby. Gotta... All right. Anyway, we can go into song forever. So, uh, first of all, happy holidays to you, my friend. Hopefully, uh, everything went well for Christmas. Yes, it did. Likewise to you. Uh, it was a calm Absolutely. Christmas. Yes. My, my uh, family took off to Florida for a week. So oh, it's, sure. been, uh, it's been quiet in the city. Nice. How long? They're gone still or are they come there to get back? Party ends today. Well, hope you enjoyed your time off. Now back to reality. Yeah. And uh, let's talk about some unrealistic uh, tales from the Oval Felt poker stories from Odell. Anything good to share with our listeners today? You know what? Uh, very, very eventful. Okay. I uh, carved out a couple hours to sit down at the felt and uh, change my strategy a bit. And hmm. I had been watching some some stuff online and reflecting. You know, poker players do a lot of reflecting and say, I'm not playing aggressive enough. Mm-hmm. So I uh, sat down and I was uber aggressive. Hmm. I got something good. I'm going to make people pay to see the cards. And uh, it worked out for me. It worked out. I uh, turned 400 into 900 pretty quickly. Nice. Got out. Got out. <laughs> Get so, it while you can. Yep. Uh, tensions were high and have been high at the Baltimore Poker Room. Um <laughs> A lot of people losing rent money and losing their Christmas money oh, and uh, saw some tempers flare and some pushing and shoving and some, I'm going to catch you in the parking lot, which oh, I boy. thought it was funny. was I wasn't involved, so I was counting chips, but it was, it was entertaining to me, but that's all, that's really all that yeah. happened. How, how yeah. anything happened for you over the, what we will call the bowl season? Uh, well, let's, let's dip into that real quick. Uh, you know, as our listeners know, we're doing a, a bowl pool and a one-on-one bowl contest. So uh, you and I are pretty neck and neck right now. I think our bowl pool, I'm just looking at the bowl pool results. I'm nine wins, you're eight wins. So we're first and second, you're tied for second. Um, Florida, of course, they just were depleted yesterday with uh, Oklahoma pounding them. So I think Iowa, Missouri canceled, and I think there's one UAB, South Carolina canceled. So we're doing pretty well so far in this uh, COVID-laden season. So, uh, but I need to check and update our spread contest for the pool. I don't know. Have you checked that lately or not? Yeah, you're you're up two games on me. Um, okay. You know, in this in in our one-on-one and in our pool, mm-hmm. Liberty strikes me again. Got him, Liberty baby. has been a thorn in my side <laughs> since they put on a uniform this year. 
So I just, I'm just not a believer. I, I'm not getting behind the Liberty train. I got you. I'm not getting on the bus. So hopefully once Liberty uh, settles down and gets off the field, that I'll be okay for the rest of the season. Yeah. So we were talking off the air about our sports cards, our love for them in, our, in the past and still with you and your side business. And I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about that today. I, I kind of stumbled into this. When I was 12, I used to make trips up to the Upper Deck baseball card store in the Orange Park area. We used to grow up and uh, used to just get, you know, here and there, basketball and football. Wasn't so much a baseball fan. But I, I at the time, Hoops, the brand Hoops came out with 1989 pack. I think it was the initial year. And I just fell in love with the way they look and uh, the possibilities of what cards were in there. Not the biggest things, you know, big rookies, but... So I've stumbled upon this with my son in Christmas. I got him a few packs of like Skybox and Hoops and Tops, and I've gotten back into it. So uh, I want to kind of discuss with you how you're doing this, you know, as a 45, 46-year-old man. What, are your, what does your company uh, do with the cards nowadays? Well, we, we buy and flip them. Okay. Um, basically, what we try to do is it's like playing a stock market. But it's with sports cards. It's with, with athletes. We try to look mm-hmm. at athletes that, that we can get our hands on cards fairly cheaply and mm-hmm. turn 100 into 200 or 500 into 2,000 mm-hmm. or more, depending. You know, you, it's, it, there's a big difference in sports cards in general when it comes to baseball, football, and basketball. That's really the, the realms we play in. Baseball, you have to buy what's being sold. You have to buy this company called Bowman, and the cards are called Bowman Mm. Chrome. Yeah. And really what you're looking for is you're looking for, because of the way the the farm systems are in baseball, you're really looking at players that the scouts say will be good in three to four to five years. You know, it's it's very hard – to get a player that's worth any value that's already in the league. Mm-hmm. You know, people were buying Mike Trout's before Mike Trout was Mike Trout. Right. And one of his cards just sold for 1.4 million. Um, so football and basketball are a little different because it's fun to collect and there's two sides of it. You know, you can collect and pick up cards fairly cheaply on, on your great players, the players that you like. But if you're trying to make money at it, you have to be a predictor of the future. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the cards fluctuate. Perfect example is Baker Mayfield. Mm. When Baker Mayfield first come out, his cards were astronomical. The, the prices on them were insane. And over time, they've dipped to where now they're probably the lowest they've ever been. And we've started buying a lot of Baker Mayfield in the last mm-hmm. year because we know that if he gets into the playoffs or if he could get in the playoffs, and this is a year back, mm-hmm. he could, he could be a NFL, one of, one of the top 10 NFL quarterbacks. And that's where you want to stay. So yeah. with, with football, if you're going to make any money at it, you got to stay with quarterbacks, okay. wasting your, your times buying rookies that are wide receivers, anybody on the defense, running backs, um, you're not going to make any money because no yeah. one wants those. They all want the quarterback. Okay. So it's just fun to, it's fun to flip around. And, and it's, it, like I said, it's like a stock market. Yeah, it is. And I, 
I'm not really delving into the recent stuff. I'm just kind of going back in my time machine and, and looking at just the hoops and the David Robinson rookies. And I'm just curious, like I was looking on eBay cause I, I bought a box of the hoops, uh, 89 and I, I ended up getting, I think one Jordan base card and two all-star Jordans and then two Robinson. Uh, I don't think that the short edition or whatever that term is. So it's the one with him uh, getting drafted. So on yeah. eBay, I'm looking at the prices and I know we're not going to go on for the whole show about this, but it fluctuates. Even if you say a PSA 10 across the board for like, let's say two or three Robinson rookies, why is the pricing fluctuate? I see one for $5. I see one for $300. I don't understand what, why, if they're both, if they're all PSA 110, why is it fluctuating? Do you have any idea? Uh, yes, it's supply and demand. The, the, the uh, people are going to put cards up for whatever they think they can sell them for. So okay, PSA 10, if you're going to buy cards, I will tell you to always buy PSA 10 or mm-hmm. 9.5 PSAs. Yeah. Um, or Beckett PS, uh, PS, I'm sorry, Beckett 10s. It, and it could be an off-graded. There's a company out there called SG something. I can't think of them, but they're, it's crap. It's like mm-hmm. me. It's some guy in their, his basement saying this g- grades a 10. And to me, we, we don't send a lot of cars off to be graded because it's so expensive. They charge you to that, grade, yeah. they charge you to grade the card based on the value of that card. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to have one graded, you need to have one graded that is not either a not worth a lot of money that makes it a lot of money, right? Or get players that, like I said, you're predicting they'll be good in the future. You know, like all these people that there were a few people that thought, you know, this Mahomes kid's going to be really good. So they took his, his flawless or his national treasures and had him graded and they come back at a 10 and they put them in a vault somewhere. And hmm. lo and behold, those cards are worth 300, 400,000 now. God, that's crazy. So I, that gives me an idea of how to, you know, if I decide to maybe sell some stuff, I pick it up on eBay and that gives me an idea of how I do it. But um, yeah, I was watching these YouTube unboxing videos. I'm like addicted to this. So I was watching this one kid, uh, with 89 hoops, uh, I've kind of memorized the rotation to getting a Jordan base. You, it's sick. You go Mike Jaminski, Ronnie Cycli, Cotton Fitzsimmons, and if you see that, a Jordan's coming up. So it's so yep. sick that I'm watching this, and uh, he's calling players like Kiki Vandeweghe, call him Kiki Vandeweghe or Wedgie. It's just people doing these unboxing. I think I'm going to start doing some because I I've got a pretty good knowledge of these uh, players from that era. So it's kind of fun and watching an 86 Fleer box that I was telling you about earlier today. I mean, it took two hours. They went through 36 packs, of course, for the Jordan rookie and the Jordan sticker rookie. And they pulled, I want to say six total and they divvied it up. I think the box was like 71,000 bucks. They sold or they bought it from someplace in New York and they divvied it up for two grand per pack. So uh, it's crazy how much these cards are. I mean, this was like, I think two or three years ago, this was, uh, this, I'm just kind of catching up on this whole air, this whole imagination I have yep. now with cards and selling. So it's really fun to, to explore that again after so many years. So, well, anyway, some, some slap jaw, um, here about six months ago found a storage warehouse that was his grandfather's. Mm. His grandfather was a collector. And when they opened up the storage locker, it had a case of 1986 Fleer basketball oh, unopened. Wow. And they auctioned it off for $1.2 million about, uh, it was about three months ago. That's a nice pool. And th- they were, tr- they were trying to f- figure out and uh, uh, collectors were trying to, 
get them to break the case mm-hmm. and uh, sell them sell them the wax boxes. I I think there were thirty six boxes in the in the case. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but I think there were thirty six. Nice. Yeah, that's normally the packages in a box. Oh no, you're talking about boxes in the box. Case. Yeah. So okay. you've got you've got packs in a in a case, which is right. usually thirty six. And so maybe I'm yeah. getting that confused, but then you've then you've got how many how many actual wax boxes are in that case and maybe it was just yeah. 12 maybe it was yeah. 12 that's what the number was but it sold for that's still ridiculous ridiculous amount of money yeah so we could talk about that all day we may even you know open up a little segment in the future if we get some more listeners and have an interest in sports collectibles i know you do and maybe we'll of course. Uh, delve into that so let's Sounds move good. on to our list segment since we are in kind of the off season for football uh, we're going to do two lists for our entertainment and the viewers listening entertainment. So we're going to do top five Martin Scorsese directed films, and we're going to do best colleges for football by position, just a quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. So let's go first. Which one do you want to do? Flip a coin. What do you want to do first? Yeah, let's do the movies first. Okay. So personally, Scorsese, along with Tarantino, they're my two favorite by far directors, just their bodies of work. So Goodfellas is by far my favorite movie. So spoiler, that's my number one. But let's start with number five and work our way up. So what'd you have at number five? Number five, I had The Departed. Nice. Um, I went with Taxi Driver. I, I There's a whole bunch of movies, surprisingly, as much as I love him, there's a whole bunch of them that I haven't even seen yet. Um, really? I don't know about you. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm going to have to go through the, I don't have his IMDb up, but... Um, you know, there's a few there's a few big name ones and we're gonna see here momentarily that I didn't put in the top five just for preference. I guess it's uh, being a child of the eighties and nineties, I'm more uh leaning towards these ones we're gonna mention. So what was your I I have taxi driver, even though it's a before my time at number five. What's your number four? Number four would be the departed. No, you had that number five, you said. I'm sorry, sorry. Uh, Wolves of Wall Street. Ah, the Wolf of Wall Street. Nice. I, I, you know, the, the thing about the list with Corsese and is I didn't realize how many great movies he had. Mm-hmm. I could have done a list of ten. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's not always the action that I, I really cling to in movies. It's the plot, and it's the unknown. I, I love history movies. Yeah. So that's kind of going to give away my number one, but. Uh, I, I like the, the history and what I'm seeing and how it all relates to the world today. So Got it. So with I'm number four, I'm going to go with your number five, Departed. I think top to bottom, maybe arguably his best casted movie as far as the headliners, um, those top guys, even get down to Martin Sheen, just phenomenal acting and just great performances and a good story. Obviously, it's based, I want to say loosely based or on the uh, – Whitey Bulger, I want to say. Yep. Um, yeah, so Jack Nicholson did a great job. So what is your number three Scorsese film? Number three, I'm going with The Irishman. Nice. You know, what? I uh, recently watched it ag- again this week. Hmm. You know, we were talking about it. I went back and watched it. It's just the, it's just the history. I, I like the history mm-hmm. piece. Yeah. And I mean, really, that should count as two films since this has a roughly three and a half hour 
screening time. Great film. Popped up on Netflix maybe, what, a year ago? And uh, yep. enjoyed the hell out of that. Just in time. I want to say, was it before or during COVID? Uh, I, think it was, I think it was right before COVID. Okay. Yeah. Perfect timing. So with my number three, I'm going to dip back to, I want to say, 95, 96 and roll the dice with Casino. No pun intended. I just remember watching this. Didn't see it in the theaters. I remember that's weird things. I can remember. I can't remember what I had for dinner, but I can remember where the hell I watched a movie. That's just a sick part of my memory. Really? I'm sure you uh, maybe can uh, agree with that in some aspects with sports. Yep. But yeah, casino. I was at this guy's house. Uh, we had a party over there. A bunch of our friends just drinking, smoking, whatever. And it was uh, a VHS. He had this double. Remember the double VHS where the it was not. <laughs> I don't know if you remember, there was like Scarface, Casino. Some movies that were so long had to have more than one. They couldn't fit on one VHS tape. Yep. So in this double box, and I'm like, what the hell is this? He's like, oh, you haven't seen Casino with De Niro? I'm like, oh, shit, let's put it on, because I love De Niro. And we sat there and watched it, and just it was enjoyable. I didn't see it in the theaters, but that is definitely my number three, remembering where I saw it. What is your number two? Number two is the double feature. Okay. Casino, Goodfellas. It's the same movie. Yeah, I guess if it boils down to it, same idea, different yeah. characters. Mm-hmm. Different characters, same movie to me. Um, yeah. I like them equally as good. Uh, I, they're kind of different eras in yeah. different parts of the mob. Yep. But I, I got to put both of them at number two. Okay. Uh, I'm going with Wolf of Wall Street for number two. And arguably, I would say that's maybe even 1B for me. When that thing came out, I definitely saw it in the theater multiple times. I'm a huge Leo fan, and I didn't think I would be, you know, as I was growing up, you know, in Titanic and Romeo and Juliet. I wasn't a big fan back then, but as he's progressed, he's just a phenomenal damn actor. And he, this is a role of a lifetime for me personally, in my opinion, uh, Wolf of Wall Street. In fact, fun fact that I listened to a podcast based on, uh, it's Jordan Belfort, the, char- the character in real yep. life. He's got, I don't know if you listen to it, but he's got an interesting, uh, like a finance podcast that I kind of listen to every once in a while. So Wolf of Wall Street is phenomenal. Good watch when you're having cocktails, personally. Uh, so that's my number two. And you said, is there a number one or are you counting Goodfellas? Yes, I have. Okay. I've got a number one. Okay. What, what do we got for number one? Gangs of New York. Interesting. I, then, you know, it's probably okay. Scorsese, Scorsese's worst mm. Rotten Tomatoed film. Yeah. And I don't know why. It, it's interesting all the way through. It tells a good story. It's got some history involved. It, it's, it's, a, it's a story of how New York came to be. Yeah. And I, I really like it. I, it, it. Something that I enjoyed, and I've probably seen it way too many times. I've probably seen every movie on this list way too many times. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that. And I think I'm going to go back and rewatch it. I only saw it once, and maybe twice parts of it. But uh, that's a, just a damn good movie. For some reason, I get that confused with um, shit. What's the Paul Thomas Anderson, Daniel Day Lewis movie? There will be blood. I don't know why. There will they, be blood. Yeah, I think they came out around the same time frame, maybe early two thousands. But that's a good pull for your number one. I'm going with Goodfellas. That's been my favorite movie since the day I saw it. Um, just back in ninety, I, I didn't see it in the theaters. I was a youngster, so I saw it when it. I think. My parents had, you know, like cable vision or whatever the hell it was back in the 80s or (laughs) early 90s. And you could see Showtime or one of those movie channels that had the snow and you could watch it. I could watch it pretty clearly. And I sat in their bedroom and watched it. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? It's the first time maybe as a 14 year old that ever seen something that cool 
and I didn't really learn about the history of it until later in life, but um, it's always been a favorite. I've seen it maybe a hundred times. I no no joke. So Goodfellas is mine. So just to recap again, I've got Goodfellas, Wolf of Wall Street, Casino, Departed, Taxi Driver, and you have Departed, Wolves of Wall Street, Irishman, Casino, Goodfellas, and Gangs of New York. Beautiful. We could go on. I mean, honorable mention. Uh, there's been a couple of stinkers of his. Um, is there any honorable mention you want to toss in there? Maybe that the listeners don't know of that well or that you love that just didn't make the list? You know, I put every one of them that I loved on the list. You know, I'm surprised that both of us didn't put Raid, uh, Raging Bull. And I'm, I've never been a huge fan of it, not just because it's black and white, but I just I couldn't get into it. I don't know. I, I mean, I've seen it multiple times. How about you? Yeah, I've seen it. It, it just it's not as good as these. It's, yeah, agreed. Maybe that in the era it was, if you you know, if you transplanted us back to what nineteen seventy seven and yes. we watched it, we were probably this was probably the best movie ever. Nineteen eighty. But yeah. but hmm. you know, as of today it it holds up, but not like these. Yeah, agreed. All right. So uh we'll put those up on our giving the points podcast Twitter handle if you want to follow along. Let's go to part two of our the list segment, and this one I really dug into, and I really want to get into a little bit deeper. Um, we want to rank the colleges pretty much in the last 25, 30, even if you want to go back further than that, but just in my viewing experience, I'm going to go by my rankings for quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end, because the other positions are less glamorous, let's agree. Um, what college has produced the best of each position? So give me, I tell you what, let's start with tight end. How did you feel? Right. What Bef- college? Before we get started yes, sir. with this, i got a trivia question for you that I relates to this. I knew you were going to bring the fire today, baby. I, wa- I want you to tell me what these players have in common. Yes, sir. Okay. Troy Smith. Okay. Terrell Pryor. Mm-hmm. Braxton Miller. I already know. JT Barrett. Okay. Cardell Jones. Mm-hmm. And Dwayne Haskins. Well, I would obviously say they're Ohio State quarterbacks. That's that's part A. Okay. Hmm. There's a part B to this as well. So yes. I would say I'm just guessing. Uh, I don't uh, Army All Americans at the time in high school. They all went to the NFL and they all fucking sucked. Oh boy, I got set up by this motherfucker right here. A Penn State fan set me up with an Ohio State joke, and I tell you what. I it was not. A, it's not an. It's not an Ohio State joke. What kind of? But is, think but... <laughs> about it. You you got all these quarterbacks, and when they come out of Ohio State, they were going to be the greatest thing ever. And you can show Fields into that. If you go back and watch Fields in the last couple of games that he's played, mm-hmm. Jacksonville should be thinking hmm. the Jets that they screwed up because. Jacksonville was going to pick fields and we were going to have a bust in Jacksonville. Wow. Something to think about. So, I might be, uh, you might be right on that. Cause obviously Trevor's going one now to uh, Jacksonville. Poor guy, but you're so right. I, I wanted to throw this out there as a little, little That's trivia, fun. a little discussion that Ohio state quarterbacks suck. Um, the only one that I can stand is Herb Street, and that's because uh, he doesn't have a uniform on anymore. So we'll mm-hmm. we'll go to tight ends. So I digress. We'll go to tight ends. Nice. Why don't you go first with your tight ends? Okay. So I, this is surprisingly the one I think I was more at a toss up on. Um, I, I have my close second in Stanford, but 
I have to go in. I, I, I told you originally that I want to base it just on their college body of work, but I couldn't help but just dip in the pros and see how they've done in the pros. So yep. it seems like Iowa is just a tight end factory as far as how they mold. They may not be a big scoring tight end or a big flashy play tight end in the college ranks, but when they get to the pros, they are just very productive in the pro style offense. So I liked especially Dallas Clark. Now we see George Kittle, uh, TJ Hawkinson, and Noah Fant. That's just the top of the iceberg here. So uh, tight ends from Iowa have really done well, not just in college, but later in the pros. So who did you have for your tight end college? As much as it pains me, mm. I had to go with you. <sighs> yeah. Jeremy Shockey, Bubba Franks, Jimmy Graham, Greg Olson, mm. Kellen Winslow, David Njoku. I mean – I forgot about David. That oh. is just in the last 15 years. Yeah. So I got to go tight end you. I got to go uh, Miami. Okay. Okay, good. I mean, we we're, there's no wrong answer, I don't think, in this. It's all yeah. obviously uh, opinionated, and um, that's you can't go wrong with either one of those. Um, let's go to wide receiver, and this, I think, was the second most obvious um, out of the four positions we're choosing from. Uh, I'm going with LSU. I, I saw USC, and I thought about it, and I'm thinking, I just looked at LSU's overall amount. It may not be the Hall of Fame pro players or – uh, Heisman winners, but just to, even the SEC's finest wide receiver stat-wise, Josh Reed, I completely forgot about. He was in the, maybe the mid-2000s. Uh, you got uh, Landry, Odell Beckham Jr., Dwayne Bowe, Brandon LaFell, early set. I mean, we could go on and on. Now Justin Jefferson's blowing up in Minnesota. Jamar Chase is going to be great. So I'm going to have to go LSU. I've got tons of them listed. I don't want to go into it, but who did you have for your wide receivers? This, to me, was the biggest surprise when I picked this. Okay. I, if you would have asked me, I would not have thrown this out until I started doing some research. Hmm. Wide receiver university is Clemson. Wow. Give me some supporting documentation De- for that one. DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. Sammy Watkins. Rod Gardner. Mike Williams. Martavius Bryant. Hunter Renfro. Dean Kane, T. Higgins. Ray Ray McLeod. Dean Kane, wait, is that Superman? Is that a real player? No, no, yeah, I'm sorry, Dion Kane. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I thought it was I mean, the guy all who these guys Superman. when they played in college were beasts. Yeah, all of them. That's true, and, they, and they've all made their mark in the NFL. Yeah. I'll say, besides Dion Kane, even Martavius Bryant had a couple of a, a good snags here and mm-hmm. there. So I, I went with a different direction. I went with LSU. Well, no, I went with. Oh, I'm no. sorry. I'm sorry. I Clemson. I, I was reading yours. You yeah, went with yeah. LSU. Yep. I went with Clemson. Okay. And I looked at the list, uh, a couple of different lists, and they were high up there. And I kept thinking, I'm, am I missing something? And you, you pointed out a few that I forgot about. So good pull on that one. Uh, for the running back, um, I'm going with the Big Ten. Uh, I don't believe they have more than just one no way. Heisman. I'm sorry. I'm going Wisconsin. Who? I don't oh know what direction th- you thought I was going somewhere else. I let, you. It's hard to argue this. It started with Ron Dane, uh, early 2000s, pulled a Heisman. Then we went to Monte Ball. I mean, these guys are breaking national records and holding national rushing records. James White, which is one of the more productive pass-catching running backs. Melvin Gordon still doing it, and now Jonathan Taylor. So in my – and I based this on the last 20, 25 years, 
I like Wisconsin for my running backs. Who do you have? You know, this is why I love the list segment because it's so subjective. Mm-hmm. I went completely different. Running back you, and I, and the way I looked at these lists were if I had a son that was going to go play a position at a school, what school would I want them to go to? Right. This is Alabama all the way. Hmm. Okay. Let me let me read you these names. Please do. Eddie Lacy, Sean Alexander, Trent Richardson, Mark Ingram, T.J. Yeldon, Derek Henry, Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake, Bo Scarberry, Damian Harris. Harris. Name one of those guys who haven't been talked about for the Heisman. Good point. Good point. And I, out of those, outside of Travis Henry, who would you say is the most productive Alabama running back of all time? Out of that list you just said, because I've got one that just went boom, just snapped. You know what? I'll give you one hint. Uh, other than Derrick Henry, Al, Bo Scarberry, he was just a beast. I'm talking professionally. I'd have to go, oh, professionally, yes. Alabama, I'm at a loss. I'd say Sean Alexander. I mean, when you make the cover of a, uh, a game, you, you, you're number one in my book. So, he, I mean, he was a leading rusher in the NFL for a number of years. Um, so, yep. I would, yeah, I would agree with you on that. I forgot about Alabama. I saw them on the list I looked at, but. Uh, you're right. I mean, the last 15, 20 years, you can't argue with that. Good call. Um, so I'm going to go with quarterbacks. I had a lot of options. I think this is my second most challenging decision. I'm going with the last 10 year obvious one, Oklahoma. Uh, since um, the I can't think of the current coach's name. Land. Uh, what's it, what's the coach's name there? I'm just drawing a blank now. I know Stoops was there, but after Stoops. Oh, my God. I just watched that disaster last night. I know. Young um, young guys, like yep. seven years old. Yeah, so since he's been there and a little bit with Stoops, I mean, we've got Jalen Hurts, Kyler Murray, <laughs> Baker Mayfield, which, if I'm not mistaken, he was a walk-on at Texas Tech and then did so well that he got picked up or he decided to transfer to Oklahoma and then obviously got the Heisman. Sam Bradford, Jason White, even Josh Heupel, I think, was in the championship yep. game. So. I'm going with four Heisman's Oklahoma for quarterback. That's got to be my most talented college by far for quarterback. Who did you decide on? You know, I took Oklahoma too. It, as much right. as it pained me when I started looking at the players that were mm-hmm. there, and now they got this Rattler kid. I'm not sure what he is. Yeah, I don't know. I, I can't. I, I don't know. He he perplexes me. I, I don't. I'm, but I'm not a real big fan. But he's going to be damn good. He's going to be damn good. In that system, you can't help but be good when you come in a pro style system and and coming from the. I watched, you know, the was it QB one? I think it's called. And he he's got yeah. a little bit of a hot head and bad decision making. But it seems like he's in the right program to move on to the pros. And who knows, maybe an even better pro than the ones we mentioned earlier. So, so uh, good call on that. So just to recap again. Uh, Again, we're doing the best colleges by scoring position. I have Oklahoma quarterback, uh, Wisconsin for running backs, LSU for wide receivers, and Iowa for tight end. And tell me again who you have. I had, let's see here. I had tight ends Miami, wide receivers Clemson, running backs Alabama, quarterbacks Oklahoma, led by Lincoln Riley. Hmm, That's it. So let's we're going to go ahead and put those up as well um, each week on our Twitter handle, Giving the Points Podcast. 
Um, as we move along here, not much is a kind of a transitional part of the uh, year. So we don't have our normal news and notes uh, so much, unless do you have anything that you caught uh, your eye on as far as coaching uh, changes, uh, teams canceling games? Oh my gosh. You know, we, we've talked all year about how COVID is hurt gambling. <laughs> yeah. Did you see where, Vegas, they have to release how much they win every year mm-hmm. or every month. And they release it to, I don't know who, the government or some regulatory agency. No, The month of November for Vegas was the largest take they ever took in the sports books. Really? $61 million they won. Wow. <laughs> and, that's, and, and it goes back to COVID. Okay. It goes directly back to COVID because it has been impossible to gamble. And a perfect example of that would be last night's game. Florida opened it up at a two-and-a-half-point underdog. Yeah. And we were like, throw the house at it, take and sell your children's will and whatever you can get a hold of and put a bet down on this game. And before game time and kickoff last night, that line had moved to Oklahoma minus eight-and-a-half. That's crazy. And uh, to, to kind of piggyback off that, we had discussed, I don't even know openly on the podcast, but then just in her personal life and trying to recruit some other guys to put in a huge wager when it was Florida minus two and a half before all these uh, uh, player removals happened. And we were ready to just put the, our firstborn in and, and gamble on it. But that's, that's crazy about that number in Vegas, man. 60, 61 million, you said? 61 million in, in 30 days. Crazy. Awesome. And think, and it'll be, and I really think it'll be even worse in, in December. Yeah. Because nobody, you, you, you cannot place a bet until the final minute to see who's playing and who's not, and especially right. with NFL. Yeah. You know, there's, there's with fantasy, it's been impossible because COVID-19 is killed, you know, has killed most of us. I will, I will say a current event that our listeners would want to know. I have officially unofficially, going to take down uh, the, the NFL fantasy. So that's going to be number two in college this year. Oh, that's right. I'm going to say 1A in, in NFL because it's not decided yet, but it's all over about the crying for, my, for Mr. Cutfer out there, if you're listening. All over about the crying. So, so. just to recap for our pro, um, and we'll jump back to some bowl results. Um, the pro league that we run, that I run for our 12-team league, uh, is down to Odell and his uh, Hotel Odell Galladay Ginn versus Cuffers Metalheads in the championship game. They both agreed to chop our first and second winnings, which is 540 apiece. And then we're still playing out for the third and fourth place game. So just as to have a champion in the pro fantasy league, we're going to still play it out and also for uh, position for drafting next year. So congratulations so, are in store. Thank, thank you, sir. One of the things that I did not know, um, and maybe that's why I always get shitty picks every year in the, in the draft, but I did not know the draft order was done by the previous year. Well, being that this is our inaugural, it is our inaugural year that we're forming this league. I, I had to just do a, I forget how I did it this time, but moving forward. Yes. That's my design is to keep it, uh, based on, you know, as it would be in the NFL, as they do it based on your record and position in the standing. So, uh, that's how I choose to do it. And 
I mean, it just so happens that the commissioner, yours truly, ends up being the worst team, so I'll get the number one pick next year, which I don't know if I'm willing to risk the injured, uh, injury-prone Mr. Barkley. So we'll have to see him, you know, McCaffrey as well. But, yeah, moving forward, that's my plan, unless you see otherwise. Well, I'm, I'm going to uh, petition to do a draft lotto. Okay. Like the NBA. A draft lotto. So every year you refresh and do a draft lottery. Yeah. I, I'm open so, to it. Hey, we'll and, do a vote. I'm open to it. Let's do it. So, and, what, and the way I think we do it where it's fair mm-hmm. See, is if, if you come in first place, mm-hmm. you, get, you get one ball. Okay. Right? I see. And, and, you can, and we could do a, a, a simulator. Mm-hmm. And we can do it live. We could even do it on FaceTime or whatever mm-hmm. uh, or Facebook. And then if you come in dead last, you get 12 balls. Got it. That may be so something you do fun. reverse order. Yeah. And I know it's yeah. easy for you to say as you're playing for the championship, and it's easy for me to say as I'm <laughs> uh, already planning on either McCaffrey or uh, Barkley. So, but I want to meet you in the middle, and I really want to be open as a commission. I'm open to making the league as fun as possible. So I really like that idea. I want you to make a note of that, if you don't mind. And let's let's mull it over with the other, uh, other uh, teams. <clears throat> um, so let's jump back. Well, we'll kind of okay. We'll do ball games and results next week on the show. Um, let's see here. Ba, 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 ba. So we talked about fantasy. You're in contention for winning. You've already chopped. So uh, I, I don't know where we want to go on this. I know we don't have our who you got segment. We've already discussed our bowl results. Uh, before we get to like the end of our show, where the pop culture segment, I've got a couple things I want to discuss. What do you want to bring up here at this point? You know, if you could look at the games that are being played mm-hmm. between now and the rest of the bowl season who's your lock who's the one team that's going to cover okay let's see i'm putting you on the spot i like it so I, my fault. I no no i love this kind of thing because too often uh i i like to script things that i'm afraid i'll forget because i have the worst memory i'm just looking i tell you what de- pending any covid issues the way that Georgia has not played up to par this year and the way that Cincinnati has played, I'd be tempted to even say that Cincinnati money line, they're, minus, they're plus seven to Georgia. I like Cincinnati an awful lot. And if you take away the rankings, the eight and nine rankings and their records, just watching their body of work and the way they play on all three sides of the ball, I like Cincinnati a lot against Georgia. I don't think Georgia's good this year. Um, so that, that's mine. Who would you have in mind? You know, there's there's a lot of, of games that I think will that will win. If I, if I had, if you said, all right, you've got a thousand bucks, who are you gonna put it on? Mm-hmm. You got to put it on one team to cover. Man, I'm putting it on Clemson. Really? Ohio, Ohio yeah, State. I mean, I mean, they're still solid, no? No, they're not. They're not as solid. As, they haven't played anybody, man. Mm, true. They they've played a bunch of broke dick dogs, and I, I really like Alabama. Mm-hmm. But 19 and a half is a t- tough nut to crack. No. I mean, you're talking about the difference between a missed extra point and a field goal here and there or a turnover or coming down to Alabama kneeing it on Notre Dame's three. Something like that could happen and, and blow it. Yeah. I really think I would buy the hook and, and put Clemson to jump all over Ohio State. I really do. We, especially with Trevor back and looking better than ever and – you know, you might be right on that. I think Ohio State hasn't played a real good, solid uh, team from t- 
top to bottom in the Big Ten this year. So you might have a good point on that. I wanted to bring up our pod, our, our uh, wagers for the bowl games. I think I did pick – I couldn't do the 19 for Notre Dame – or for Alabama. I, I went Notre Dame on the other side, so hopefully they lose, but just by like 17. But uh, I don't know if I would say lock for Clemson. I mean, it's subjective. So, like you say, it's all about opinion, and that's why we watch these things and see how it pans out despite the COVID issues this year. So, Well, you know, you talked about Cincinnati, Georgia. The thing that scares me about Cincinnati in that game is do they have the offensive and defensive line to hang with Georgia? Georgia don't mm-hmm. have the star power anymore, and they don't have a quarterback. Right. But can Cincinnati stop them from handing the ball off to one of their 32 running backs and not getting six yards a clip? Yeah. That, that's, that's what scares me about, about Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati has the offense. Oh, yeah. You know, we, we've talked about Ritter a whole bunch. Yeah. And he's got some, he's got some weapons. But I don't think Cincinnati's played against the kind of speed that they're going to see at Georgia. Yeah, good call. I mean, it's a different – yeah, right. And uh, Cincinnati's in the AAC, I want to say. I forget what division mm-hmm. or what conference they're in. But, yeah, they're not used to seeing the five four-star recruits, you know, maybe like a two, three-star recruit at Cincinnati in the AAC. So, you're right. It's a different breed when you have these uh, inter-conference uh, bowl games, so I, I enjoy it. even though DaCosta shits on him all the time, and he did participate because of COVID. I kind of understand that, but I just enjoy any kind of athletic, you know, competition. Um, just I'm a big sport fan in general, so I can't wait for these uh, upcoming games, especially the the big ones are coming up, which is is great to see. So, um, anything college football related, other than that, or do you want to move on to pop culture and talk about Fugtar? What you got? No, I, man, I'm good. We spent. A, we knew we were going to spend a lot of time talking about, uh, about the bowls and a lot mm-hmm. of time talking about Christmas and yeah. the list. So I didn't. I didn't prepare a whole lot for anything else. Well, then let me step in and do two more things before we part ways here. There's a couple of things pop culture related that I wanted to go over and maybe kind of chat about, and maybe we have a likeness on, on these. Uh, first one, there's a show on Amazon Prime. It's called Workaholics. You ever seen it or heard of it before? No. Okay. It's three friends who work together as telemarketers and also live together and they just get wasted and do fun, stupid shit, which is right up my alley. And I'm sure sometimes yours. And I still enjoy seeing this type of shit as much, if not more than I did 20 years ago. It's, it's, it's kind of sickening and I'm sure I don't, I'll never sit down with my wife and watch it, but it aired from 2011 to 17. So I think there's roughly six years worth of shows, but it's just a really good show. It's not going to win any awards. It's just a stupid, fun comedy. So I'd recommend Workaholics on Amazon Prime, if not Netflix. I will have to watch that. Yeah. Um, another thing is I've been really getting into, and I never thought I'd do this, but I'm back into basketball video games. And not so much with my son. He's kind of just doing his thing on, um, oh, what's that game they play? Fortnite. But NBA 2K21. I'm not so much in the NBA watching the NBA that much, but I'm really into like this. There's a program on there. Do you ever play that, by the way? No. Uh, my son has uh, NBA uh, 19, I think. Okay. And we, we play it, but we really get into, you know, him and I, we really get into Madden. We, we play a lot of Madden. I play a oh. lot. I play too much Call of Duty. Yes. Um, you mentioned online. that before. <laughs> We need to play now. Do you have? I forget Xbox or PS. Oh, actually, I've got both, but I, I spend the majority of my time on the Xbox. 
Okay, we're going to have to bring some thunder here. Uh, I totally forgot that you do game every once in a while with Madden. I'm not the best, but I just like playing. So let's let's jump online here. And not not today, but just in the future, and let's uh, uh, get get a game soon. So I've been involved in NBA 2K21. There's a my team part of the game where you can build up a player and take them. Now they used to be able to do from college to the NBA, but now it's through high school to the NBA, or excuse me, to college and now to the NBA. So uh, I've just been really involved. I've built myself as a tall, lanky wing player, kind of what I used to be in high school. So they don't have any updated rosters with the rookies and recent trades, but it's just real fun just kind of going through playing games, earning the, the VC virtual cash, I think it's called, to build your attributes and stuff. And I got drafted by the Spurs at number two. So I'm kind of involved in that, man, in my in off-the-clock, uh, work, work, non-work-related things in life. So – I've just been playing that and having fun with gaming with this uh, sticking our asses inside all the time and not going out. So that's how I've been keeping my uh, time. But I do want to get into a game with you soon. Oh, certainly. We will have to jump on there and see how that how that dances around because I like the sound of that. Now, one, I don't have a headset. And two, I suck. So you're going to have to give me some uh, – you got to spot me maybe seven to ten points. I don't know how we're going to oh, do no, that. Oh, no, we so. don't – we ain't spotting nobody, <laughs> nothing. There's no point spreads in uh, Madden? No, there is not. All right. There is not. And I tell you, go uh, go to Walmart and get yourself a headset. You got to talk shit? Is that the point of uh, the online gaming? Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. I had one, and I, to be honest, I took it back because I wasn't using it. I li- What I do is I like to listen to podcasts and just radio shows on my phone while I play and just kind of be in my own world. But, hell, if you want to talk some shit, I'm more than welcome to do it. So I might have to jump back out there and get me one. There was nothing better than talking trash to a 14-year-old kid playing Call of Duty. See, I, I don't know if I can do I that. I love it. I love it. Because, you know, you're, you're in these rooms. If you play, ever play Call of Duty, you're in these rooms. Yeah. And people are just screaming and yelling and calling each other trash. And, and I'll bugs. tell you a story. This, uh, a lot of that. Uh, I, the, there was a uh, – about six months ago, I was playing and – and I, I I don't talk. I just play the game until I hear something that I don't like, and then I'll chime in. And this kid was telling this other kid that he was trash, and you could tell the other kid was younger. He was like my son's age, and he was just dogging this kid. And uh, the room, everything was real quiet. And I asked the kid, you know, why why would you say something like that, kid? And he he told me he he said, "Shut the fuck up, old man." Oh, yeah. And now see, the gloves are off. Yeah. Gloves are off. Yeah. And I said one. And I said one more word out of you. I'm gonna drive to your house. I'm gonna fuck your mother. I'm gonna marry that bitch, and then I'm gonna change the Wi-Fi password. That's nice. That's a good. So that's a good threat. So that that was my threat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and I do know of another gentleman that got uh, who has gotten banned multiple times from hmm. Xbox Live. So do we know this gentleman? No, we okay. don't. Somebody okay. that I somebody that I know from work. Got it. But he's continually getting the the message that flashes up. Your Xbox Live account has been suspended for thirty days or whatever it is. I think it goes up in increments every time that it happens. So I've never been suspended. Yeah. Um, my oldest son has. Oh. Um, and it's funny is that when you call and ask them, mm-hmm. uh, did you say X, Y, and Z? And you you, you know, no, I didn't say anything like that. Xbox will send you uh, an audio clip of, the, on the, email. The transcript, literally. That they will no, they will send you the audio clip That's where awesome. you can hear it. 
<laughs> so it's, oh, it's pretty interesting. I don't say a whole lot, but mm-hmm. if I'm you know if I'm playing one on one Madden like my brother and I used to play mm-hmm. back in the day, yeah, we're we're talking trash. Absolutely, we're talking trash. We might have to uh, try that to just kind of see if it works. Maybe we'll put some vulgarity in our our one on one game once I get my headphones and kind of test the system. Sounds good. Yes, so let's go forward and uh, making some wagers on this bowl season and and see how our bowl pool wagers turn out. We're going to do an updated uh, uh, turnouts here in the games. We're going to throw up on Twitter here. Uh, I think we're going to do it after tonight's games. And um, anything else on your side before we close? No, man. Have a a great, happy new year. Let's get 2020 behind us and and, uh, make some money. You as well. And so for my co-host, Jason O'Dell, I am Jeff Cox, wishing you once again much luck in your wagering endeavors. And as always...